Welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series, which can be heard on VHHA.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, the World Podcast Network, and the Family Podcast Network. We're also on the radio each Saturday at noon and Sundays at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, 107.7 FM, and 820 AM across Central Virginia, and 1650 AM in Hampton Roads. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. also on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that's pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Today, we're excited to speak with Dr. Mark Miller, who is a professor of orthopedic surgery and sports medicine specialist at the University of Virginia. Dr. Miller joins us for a conversation about his career, sports medicine, and his observations about supporting the physical and mental well-being of young athletes. So with that, Dr. Miller, thanks for being with us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we tackle the, the sports medicine topic, I want to dive a little bit into your background, let you know include some service in the U.S. Air Force. You retired as a colonel, um, I believe so. Um, and in the service, you also worked as a civil engineer before you attended medical school. You also served as a team physician for student-athletes at the Air Force Academy and JMU as well, which is a, a local school for a lot of us here. So if you would just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey and maybe a few career highlights too. Sure. First of all, I'm going to highlight the fact that both JMU and the Air Force Academy football teams are undefeated this year. So Love it. Exciting. Love it. So I started off uh, as a civil engineer, as you indicated, because when I was at the Air Force Academy, I was interested in solving problems, and I never really stopped and figured out what an engineer was asked to do in the services. And that involves a lot of uh, projects with not a lot of money, and so it was a little frustrating. So I uh, lucked back on my history and decided I wanted to go into medicine and uh, took that pathway and ultimately uh, became trained in orthopedic surgery and then did a fellowship in sports medicine. Uh, after that, I was lucky enough to get assigned to the Air Force Academy where I graduated. And that's one of the best sports medicine laboratories on the planet because the three service academies focus on each cadet required to do athletics at all, at all levels. And it gave me some great experience. Subsequently, when I came to Virginia after a brief stint in the training program at uh, San Antonio for the uh, Air Force, I came to, to UVA and was able to serve here and an opportunity became available uh, in 2003 to be the team physician at James Madison University, and I served there for 15 years as their team physician, and it's been a great run. It's been a fantastic experience working here in Charlottesville and uh, in Harrisonburg, taking care of young people and athletes of all ages. That's awesome. We've touched on this a little bit. You obviously have a, a lot of experience in the sports medicine world and with student athletes and things like that. We'll cover your recently published book, which you're a co-author of, Raising a Healthy Youth Athlete. Um, we'll cover more of that in just a moment. Um, and I mentioned this to you before we just hit record, but this subject of youth athletics in general and also sports medicine with regards to youth athletics is of personal interest to me. I played soccer growing up, but I also coach soccer now. And so there's a lot of conversation surrounding that, um, and it's a big sort of topic of discussion for a lot of the teams that I'm involved with. So I'm curious to know what sort of drew you into sports medicine and, and specifically sort of aiding the support and, and growth of healthy young athletes. Um, I know you talked about your experience with JMU and Air Force and all that sort of stuff, but I wonder what sort of drew you to that area. Yeah, so I think it was always in the back of my mind because when I was a cadet at the Air Force Academy, I had a knee injury that required surgery. Uh, and I had a good experience with uh, my care and with the doctors that took care of me. And so it 
uh, it came to the front of my mind after I decided to move on from engineering into this career field. And so uh, I always knew I wanted to be a sports medicine surgeon. And I went to medical school with that at the, in the forefront of my mind, and I never wavered. And I've enjoyed the heck out of it, taking care of young young athletes, and for that matter, some older athletes like myself. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You'll have to forgive me. I'm going to read some stats to you and just sort of pick your brain about what you think about this. So in the United States, about 30 million children and teens participate in some form of organized sports across all the different sports. There are more than three and a half million youth sports injuries each year that cause some loss of participation time, which I think is sort of the barometer for this. And almost one third of all childhood injuries are sports related. So I, I have a couple of thoughts on this, but as we see sort of the specialization of youth sports grow, people taking part in teams that are more specialized, more intense training happens on a more regular basis. And also the competition and the level increases as well. I wonder if you have any thoughts on that as it relates to the increase in youth sports injuries, whether you think that's a factor in that. And I wonder if you could touch on that and, and maybe some other trends as it relates to the broader goal of keeping young athletes healthy. Sure. I, I think it's a it's a major factor. And uh, the concept of specialization early and playing only one sport uh, has been shown to lead to more injuries, especially overuse injuries. So I, I think you hit on a very important concept, and, and that is we need to uh, allow kids to play a variety of sports, let kids be kids, and also not make them specialize early and uh, get these overuse injuries. And, and for that matter, enjoy the sport more and avoid uh, burnout. Yeah, burnout something we'll touch on in a second too. I wonder, as someone who has served students at a high level, I mean, both Air Force and JMU, I believe, are, are Division One programs, so you've worked with a lot of elite-level athletes. There's always sort of that give and take that tension between not wanting to specialize and, and lead to burnout for kids who are really young and, and don't want to spend too much time working on the same sports. But also, as the level of play grows um, and improves for sports across the board in the United States and the world, for that matter, I wonder if you could talk about that sort of tension between players wanting to specialize and get as good as they possibly can to give themselves the best chance of success, and also that concern of early specialization leading to more injuries and that sort of thing. I wonder if you have thoughts on that. I, I think first it's important to realize uh, for both athletes and parents that a very, very small percentage of these kids actually ever get to the college or even especially the professional level. And so to put all your eggs in one basket thinking that a kid's going to make it to the professional level because they happen to be good on their team is a mistake. And so it also uh, causes uh, more injuries. And it's been shown that if people play other sports, then they're actually better at the sport that they do play. And this early specialization can actually lead to failure. Uh, and so that's why we encourage kids to play a variety of sports uh, and also encourage the parents to recognize their kid may not uh, get a scholarship or may not be a professional uh, athlete. Yeah, that's that's good feedback. So I want to touch a little bit on sort of the mental side of things. Obviously, there are a ton of benefits for participating in youth sports, you know, lessons about discipline, focus, persistence, teamwork, all that sort of stuff. At the same time, as we've talked about sort of the growing level of competition, there can also be external or even self-imposed pressure to perform that can sometimes take a mental toll on kids. It also can intensify as athletes sort of progress through the levels and get older and older. I want to focus on something that we've seen in recent years too. There's been sort of a 
a growing trend of professional athletes shining a spotlight on their own mental health. Uh, you know, I think we've seen a couple really high profile athletes talk about that in recent years. So when it comes to sort of mental resilience, what are some best practices or concepts you've found effective when you're working with student athletes over the years? Yeah, I, I think this has become a, a problem even more of recent uh, times. And so it's simply a matter of making sure that the athletes are enjoying their sport, making sure they don't feel too much competition. It's not not always all about winning. And to have focus groups and and professionals involved, if if somebody's struggling and you can note that, then, then getting professionals involved early uh, can be very helpful. Yeah, that's always good advice. Um, well, I want to shift gears a little bit. We we talked about your book briefly. It's called Raising a Healthy Youth Athlete. Um, we've covered a few of the topics that it touches on, but I wonder if you would tell us just a little bit more about the book and your inspiration for writing it. Sure. This is a book that's co-authored with Vonda Wright, who's in Orlando, Florida, and she has a great experience with writing books for lay athletes, lay people. Uh, this book was particularly focusing on parents, coaches, and for that matter, athletes themselves. And it covers a variety of different topics, including things we've talked about, uh, nutrition, mental health, safety, and then has a large uh, section on uh, understanding common injuries. And that section is very well illustrated. We um, hired a professional artist to draw uh, simple pictures that, that almost anybody can understand and gives you a atlas, if you will, of some of the problems and some of the surgeries that, that we do to take care of those problems. And so I think it's a very well-crafted book. Uh, answers parents, coaches, and athletes' problems. An introduction by uh, the world-famous Jimmy Andrews, who's uh, had a role and interest in this for many, many years, and uh, has great pictures. That's awesome. I think uh, I think my parents and maybe myself could have used that about 15 years ago. That's that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're putting that out there. And so for people who are listening to this who might want to read it, where can they find it? In stores, online, or social media channels? Where should folks look sure. for this? Yeah, so Raising a Healthy Athlete by Vonda Wright and myself, Mark Miller, uh, is available through Healthy Learning, which is a publishing company based in Monterey, California. But, of course, it's also available on Amazon. And so go to Amazon and look for Raising a Healthy Youth Athlete. Awesome. Well, we definitely encourage everyone who is both in the sports world, the youth sports world, and not. I'm sure everyone can learn a little something from that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Before we let you go, Dr. Miller, it's it's a tradition on this podcast, and our return listeners will know this, to ask our guests a pair of sort of fun questions just to close things out and to give folks a sense of who you are beyond the work that you do. So if you'll allow it, we have a list of 10 mystery questions. So if you wouldn't mind choosing two numbers between 1 and 10, and I'll ask you those corresponding questions. Okay, let's go with 3 and 9. All right, number 3 first. This is a doozy as they all are, to be fair, but number three is tricky. What is the best piece of advice you have ever received, and why does it stick with you? And this kind of breaks me up to answer this question, because my father told me that if you do a job, you've got to do it right. And so I think about that all the time when I'm starting a new task, uh, even if it's just uh, helping around the house and my wife asks me to sweep the, sweep the front porch, uh, I will go out of my way to do it right. That is timeless advice. Thank you for sharing that. I like that. Um, and then number nine. Also sort of a broad one. If you were miraculously granted one wish, what would you wish for? You could take this in any direction you like. Yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd wish for a better understanding of other people's perspective. 
and so I, I, I think it's important for all of us to, to put ourselves in another person's shoes. This applies everywhere from the current crisis in Israel uh, to day-to-day uh, interaction with people. And so always put yourself in other people's shoes and try to get an understanding of their perspective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely words to live by. Um, well, Dr. Miller, that is going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. We want to once again thank our guest, Dr. Mark Miller, for joining us. So, Dr. Miller, thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thanks so much. It's really insightful to do this, and I, I very much appreciate that work. I um, wish our listeners uh, a very healthy approach to being a, an athlete. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.